It's your business. It's your passion. You're the success. You're the driver that makes it all work. Your name's on the door and you're the problem. You're the hurdle you have to overcome to be successful. You're the one that's in the way. What do you do? Chris Winkleman shares his story next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. So a little known fact about me, I used to be a car salesman and it was a lifetime ago, like many, many generations ago, long time ago. And I learned a lot. I was a really good car salesman, but what I found was that people who were really good at selling cars got moved up to managers and people who were really good at managers got moved up to owners. They try to move me places. I was just a good salesman. I wasn't wasn't good at the other things. And so sometimes people think they just put a shingle out and they can run a business. And we're going to find out a little bit differently. I am excited to introduce to you uh, Chris Winkleman. He is the owner of Chris Winkleman Insurance Agency, which is a state farm agency here in Medina and serving the Cleveland, Akron, Northeast Ohio region. Chris Winkleman, welcome to Dash of Grit. Thank you very much, Brian. It's great to be here. I'm so glad you're here too. I can't wait to tell the story because I know from experience and I know that people out there listening, well, I can do that. I can do that. I could do anything. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in your your history. So before we do, before we get into the grit and the dirt, let's talk about the good things. Would you brag about yourself a little bit? Tell us what's great about Chris Winkleman Insurance Agency, some of the successes you you have and, and things that you're really proud of with your agency. Sure. Thank you. Really proud of, first and foremost, my team. Uh, I, I opened in October of 2003. At the time, it was myself and one other full-time person. We have grown the office to now we're at 11 full-time people, mm-hmm. uh, not including me and, and three part-time. So we've, we've grown and not only have we grown with quality, but uh, sorry, with quantity, but we've also grown with a lot of quality. And uh, our agency, there's uh, in the state of Ohio, there are about 900 state farm agencies just like mine. Uh, we typically, in terms of production, we typically end up, uh, you know, in terms of uh, overall production of the office, we typically end up in the top two or three in the state of Ohio. And uh, over the past three or four years, we've also achieved what's called President's Club with State Farm, which is the top 50 agencies in the United States. Wow. And that's over 19,000. Wow. Top 50 in the United States, not just Ohio. Not just Ohio. Yeah. What do you owe that success to? If you could just name one or two things, what what uh, what got you there? Learning how to, uh, I, I, if it were just me, Brian, uh, I wouldn't even be close. Yeah. Um, I learned that you cannot achieve at the level that which I really wanted to achieve by myself. I used to think I could. I used to think, I mean, if I just worked a little harder uh, or a lot harder, maybe I worked a little bit longer. Maybe I need to work on a Saturday afternoon, and you know, and what I learned was there's only so much of me and it only got me so far. And I, so I would say that the secret sauce or the secret ingredient is I've now have an amazing team and I'm actually doing very little of our production. Now I'm, I'm more of a manager of a great sales team and a great office. And, and to give us a little history, did you start the agency? Did you take it over? What was the genesis of the Winkleman agency? 
Good question. The way State Farm works is when an agent retires, you don't have to buy the the book of business. You actually take over and typically you take over for about maybe half or a third of that retiring agent's book of business. So day one, I started with a, you know, a small book of business, about 500 families. That's relatively speaking, that's small. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have grown that uh, business to now to about 4,000 families. Wow. And you did did that while you were working on the business. That's, that's yours and your team's production. That is, that is correct. So it, uh, being an insurance agent can't be easy. I know how rewarding it must be to be able to impact people's lives and, and help insure people's lives and, and do great things for folks in trouble, but it can't be easy. I've always thought it might be one of the hardest jobs and most competitive jobs. And I think, uh, can you give us an insight of some of the hurdles, some of the struggles, some of the things you had to overcome as you go about building the Chris Winkleman agency at State Farm? Sure. It's, it's kind of like what you mentioned before. I, the three years leading up to when I opened my insurance agency, I, I did insurance sales for other insurance companies. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty good at it. I got pretty proficient and productive. And so I made the incorrect assumption that since I'm good at sales, I will probably be a great business owner of a sale insurance sales office. And mm-hmm. so I opened my office. Brian, I could I could still sell insurance like always, but what I was really bad at was getting other people on board with my vision, right? I was what I call a flavor of the month type of leader. Uh, I was going in one direction one month, and then the next month I would be going in the exact opposite direction. And really what that caused amongst my team members was just burnout. They never, you know, I, I would talk and they would, I think they would pretend like they were listening, but I don't know that they were, if they were really listening. Cause after a while they just said, Oh, he does this every month. He'll, he'll calm back down and, you know, he'll go back. So it was, uh, for me, it was that just, I thought I would, I was a great leader, but, um, I, at the, at the beginning I wasn't. And can you be specific about maybe what that issue manifested into? What kinds of problems did that cause, that flavor of the month, that not on the same vision? Give, give some specific examples of, of where things went wrong because of that. For example, one month I might say, we, maybe I, I, I went to hear an agent speak, a very successful agent who is very good at life insurance, for example. And now all of a sudden I'm abandoning the old plan and now... W- because I just heard this great agent speak. I said, we're going to go down this route instead. Mm -hmm. So abandon the old plan that we talked about last month. And here's what we're going to do now. And then the following month, I would do the same thing. Again, what it caused my employees to do is just really probably most of what I was saying was going in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a clear vision and I wasn't sticking to any one strategy or, or, you know, or path, I was kind of all over the place and that wore them out. And mm-hmm. I think of my, I think back and I said, it's no wonder, um, I wasn't achieving at a very high level because no one wanted to be, you know, on my team and following me. They wanted to be led. Yeah. And, and so you were really successful. You opened up your own place. All of a sudden you're flatlining and you're like, this is harder than I thought. How does that make you feel? Maybe you hadn't realized yet what you were doing to cause that environment. And, and, and at that point, what were you feeling as far as, man, why isn't this working? What were your thoughts? I thought it was everybody else. Yeah. Uh, why aren't they? I must be hiring the wrong people. I must be, you know, everybody, nobody's listening to what I have to say. And I'm telling them what they, you know, here, you stand here, you do this, you do. It wasn't them. It was me. 
right? Uh, that's what I eventually learned that, that I had a lot to learn about being a manager and a leader and a business owner. Um, and when I did, that's when I actually started seeing people follow me a little bit more. And how long did that last? How long did you continue to kind of tread water saying, why won't you people get on my ship here? How long did that take? It was actually about two or three years. And it's wow. funny. Be- yeah. And it's funny because I actually got to a point and we were a relatively, we were, we were a relatively successful, productive agency mm-hmm. in spite of the fact that we were bad that I, yeah. or that I was a bad leader. But I actually got to a point where I said, I'm either going to figure this out or I'm going to quit because it was so, it was so difficult. And I knew I couldn't sustain the pace that I was running. Uh, so I actually hired a business coach and that but really that business coach was instrumental in helping me understand some of my blind spots and work through those things and actually build a good successful business. Tell me about that relationship. So the business coach is telling the owner and the namesake of this agency, this great salesperson, this guy's got it all figured out. They're telling you, he's telling you what's wrong. What, how did you take that? What, what did you jump right in or did you just say, no, come on, you don't get it. You know what? No, I jumped right in. Good. I did because um, I knew the answers. What I never stopped and did, Brian, was like really think through it. Mm-hmm. And what hiring the business coach, he actually had more questions for me than he did answers. And it was really just a, a great time for me to stop, think through every kind of nook and cranny of my business. And I really hadn't done that in the first three years. I was so busy in the whirlwind of my business that I never really stepped out and looked at the business from the outside looking in and, and how I was lead, you know, leading that business. So it was just taking that time to be out of my business and look in. And um, that for me was super critical. And I knew the answers. I just needed someone to ask me the questions and like I needed to come up with it on my, uh, by myself. And so I'm going to pretend I'm one of your employees at that time and your flavor of the month and you're kind of crazy and we're doing fine, but this isn't working. And now you go talk to the business guy and you come back and say, okay, guys, we're going to do it this way. How long did it take them after being kind of in that culture and environment to then say, no, this is the real deal. Let's get on board. Unfortunately, I think I actually had some very talented people on my team through those first couple of years. And I lost them because of my leadership or lack thereof, right? I did have some people that were, um, and I had a, a very key employee at the time that was just coming on board with me. So it was, it was a nice refreshing, like, okay, this is an opportunity to get it right from the beginning, right? So um, the, the people, remember, I was only an office of two or three people at the time. Mm-hmm one of them was brand new. So really we had one other person who was just kind of helping me figure things out anyway, but it was, it was good. And it was, I would say it was actually pretty quick. Uh, it was a quick change that we were able to get up and running and on one purpose and on one path, uh, pretty quickly. And, and I think they bought in pretty well, but I think if I had a team of 20, I would have run into a lot of pushback. Mm-hmm. They would have said, this is just another one of his things. Yeah. So you come almost can get too deep in sometimes and you were fortunate enough to be not quite that ingrained with it. And so you're able to, to write the ship. So I'm, okay. I'm interested now. So there's a lot of good sellers, a lot of good insurance agents, great insurance agents, a lot of good teammates, a lot of good agencies. What were the hurdles you had to overcome to become top 50 in the country? 
learning how to, you don't get to that point by yourself. So you really do have to be, uh, we always say in our industry, you're either a producing agent or a managing agent. And I had to let go of the vine. You know, I'm kind of a control guy. So I really like to have my hands in everything. And it's really hard to let go and let other people kind of step in and, and, um, take care of some of the things that you're taking, you've been taking care of for the last decade, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I found is, um, so, so that was the hurdle of letting go of the vine. But when I did, what I found was I, I have a lot of really great salespeople and they're very successful now. And there's nothing like watching somebody come in that's kind of green and kind of inexperienced and watch them grow in that role. So I've actually embraced the role of the managing agent not so much the producing agent now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and what is that? Uh, how does that affect them? Do you think they're going to open up their own place sometime? Is that kind of what you want for them? What's the what's the hope for this kind of an environment? It's a great question. My hope for every single one of my employees is that they reach their mountaintop. Okay. Now every single one of my employees has a different mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Some of them want to be State Farm agents, or they want to be uh, insurance agents, open their own business. I'm happy if they're happy, right? If you get to where you want to be, that's my goal. I want to help you reach your mountaintop. Not everybody's mountaintop is getting to, to own their own insurance agency. Hmm. For some of the folks that know, they, they want to stay in my office. They're very content, very happy with where they are. Like, I, I don't want to go and have all the, you know, the, everything that comes with owning my own business. But for the folks who do, I'm all about it. Yeah, let's get it you know, as much as we possibly can, let's get you to where you want to be. Let's get you to your goal, your mountaintop. And do you think that that's one of the things that that creates the culture of, of accomplishment, allowing them to kind of bring their own dreams to the table? 100%. Yeah. It used to be about my dream. Yeah. And I realized people don't really want to work hard to help me achieve my dream. <laughs> I achieve my dream by helping others achieve theirs. I'm going to ask in a second what the Chris Winkleman agency needs to overcome in the future to get to the next level. But first, I want to ask what else about you needs to be addressed? Because I, I love the fact that you look inside yourself and say, look, I'm the problem. And then you were able to take the steps to fix it. I think that's a lot of entrepreneurs. We're, we're working in the business. We're not working on the business. We're actually getting in the way. And once we get it figured out, it, it, it opens up this exponential world of, of growth. But what else do you, Chris, need to work on to get to the next level personally for yourself? I need to even further let go of the vine. Wow. Okay. So what I mean by that is right now, in my mind, I'm the only one who can hire somebody. I'm the only one who can train them because I like to do it my way. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one who can provide the ongoing management. And, and I know that's not true. That's false, right? So for me, it's delegating and transferring this skill set that I have come to develop. It's giving it. So perhaps, Brian, you know, a year from now or 10 years from now, maybe I have a manager who's taken my place. So a person who does the hiring and the training and the managing of our sales team, and I manage the managers, mm-hmm. right? I think that is the next evolution of the business, but it really is. It's it's letting go of, of this control that I have over the role that I'm in right now in my business, stepping back, transferring my skill set to somebody else, 
And maybe I have three managers, uh, ultimately, uh, you know, before my career is over. But uh, at least now let's try it with somebody else. Yeah. I love your vulnerability. And thank you for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about the Chris uh, Winkleman agency. What does success look like for you moving forward? You're already top 50. For many, that would be good enough. I can't imagine it's easy to get into the top 45. Uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're in high, high air there. Um, what's next and what are the goals and what are the struggles you're going to have to overcome to get Chris Winkleman agency to the next level? Sure. You know, I've, I've always taken a, just a, a, if you treat your customers right approach, if you make that the focus of your daily habits, if you do what's right by them, things will just work out. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's always been, so that will continue to guide the decisions that we make, right? But I don't know exactly, you know, we have a 10-year plan that we're actually, we just finished a five-year plan. So we're, we, 2021 is year one of a 10-year plan. So we know where we, you know, we have some targets that we want to hit by 2029 at the end of that year. Um, and, but beyond that, I don't know. But what I, what I know is we will continue to do what's best for our customers. I will continue to do what's best for my team members to get them to their mountaintops. And, uh, you know, I, I do think uh, going from number 50, if that means we go from number 50 to number 25, that's great. That would be great. I will say I have a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe a business is either growing or dying. So I do have an appetite to grow my business. And I think people want to be in, a, in an office. People want to say they're part of a team that's winning. And we, we, we have this winning culture and growing culture. And I think the day that that stops, you know, we, we, we begin going the opposite direction. And I just don't like that. So um, I don't know exactly what it will be, Brian, but I, I think as long as we treat our customers well and, and we treat our employees well, I think we will continue to grow. How has your business uh, handled the the current situation, the COVID situation, the fact that we're not able to get together? I, I picture insurance agents and me sitting across the table and, and talking shop together. And I don't know that that's always been the case and maybe that'll change soon. But how has your industry adapted? How have you adapted to take good care of your customers during this time? So it's a great question. I don't know that the rest of the industry has adapted. Mm. They, may, maybe they have, maybe they haven't, but my office, and this is where I just have to give them a huge shout out. They were so amazing. It's it's almost like when the pandemic, which nobody knew what was going to happen, nobody expected. It's almost like we anticipated it. We were, you know, my team said, Chris, you tell us what we need to do. We'll do it. They were working from home. They were make, makeshift offices and going through. So um, I don't know that if you ask our customers, I hope a, a large majority of our customers would say, I didn't even notice that it affected you at all. Mm. Right. And that was my mindset going into this. I said, a lot of businesses are going to use this as a crutch and an excuse as to why their customer service is worse. And I said, everyone is going to be running in that direction. We're going to sprint in the opposite direction. We're going to show people, this is our time to shine. Mm. This is our time to stand out as a leader in our industry. So it's a kind of a, a contrarian mentality of, no, 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 guys, this isn't an excuse. It's an opportunity. Good for you. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much for sharing that information with us and, and helping people to understand that that uh, that there's there's hurdles and they're sometimes inside us. A lot of people won't share that. A lot of people don't even realize it. And so thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that story with us. Hey, you're welcome. 
if there's folks out there that want to talk to you about that, perhaps they want to talk to you about the insurance industry as well. I think maybe they even want to talk to you about hiring for culture, perhaps. Uh, how would they get a hold of you if they wanted to reach out for some some information? Sure. Be happy to share with anybody, anytime, um, even if you're my biggest competitor. But uh, you awesome. can reach me by phone at 330-764-4702 or by email at chris, C-H-R-I-S, at Chris Winkleman, C-H-R-I-S-W-I-N-K-E-L-M-A-N-N.com. Isn't it terrible that in this new world where the the, the spelling of our name means they're either going to get to us or they're not? Or not. And, <laughs> and Winkleman's not an easy name. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Unfortunately. I always put the L in front of the E and leave off the last N, and it always uh, messes and- me up. You and the rest of the world, Brian. Yep. Well, you're talking to Brian Leffelock, so I get it. it that's Correct. not easy either. So, uh, folks, before I let Chris uh, go, I want to share a little bit about uh, my company, Spire Marketing. We are a uh, marketing and agency that will help business owners, organization leaders get to the next step. Much like Chris is trying to uh, get to the next step with his company, you're facing hurdles too. If they have to do with marketing, you're spending too much money on pay-per-click, or you don't have a strategy, you don't have a 10-year vision like Mr. Winkleman here has, uh, and we didn't say yours up. I want to make sure that's that's the case. That's all yours. But if you're looking for that kind of a thing, please let us know. My name is Brian. You can find me on LinkedIn or my email address with a Y, brian at spiread.com. We are thrilled and so happy to have had you on the show. Chris, thank you for sharing your story on Dash of Grit. You're very welcome, Brian. Thank you. Folks, we do this once a week. Uh, take a look at some old uh, episodes and see if you find something you like and check out the next one. Until then, go get gritty and take on the day. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 